you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found, of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. Uh, quick note, uh, I will be a guest today on uh, We're Live, pal, over at the Wrestling Observer's uh, YouTube channel. Uh, so uh, Denise Salcedo was nice enough to invite me over to talk, I assume, uh, the graps, the old, the wrestling. Uh, so uh, that should be some fun if you want to see me represent going in raw over at the re- in the Wrestling Observer's territory. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. should be fun. I know it's live uh, at, uh, it is live at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern over at Wrestling Observer's YouTube channel. So, and then it's going to be on demand as well. So check that out. Yeah. I'll be there. Very Hopefully not making an absolute ass out of myself, but no promises. It's usually a toss-up. It's a toss-up when I walk into somebody's somebody else's house, whether or not I make a fool of myself, Larson. Well, I mean, you know, it's good that we're going to get the, the Going In Raw brand out there. Sure. To you those know, who, for better who or worse, follow I guess. Uh, uh, the Wrestling Observer himself. Um, mm. So that's something. So yeah. Make yeah. an impression. It, that's all I got to say. Make an impression. Make a name for yourself, in, you in the words of Triple H and uh, Pete Dunne. Peter Dude, yes. Speaking of Triple H and Pete Dunne, two NXT legends. Let's talk about NXT TakeOver. Like with this new 2.0 thing, 
We don't know if they're going to do takeovers now. We might know. Larson, we what's may going know. On? Yeah. So, yeah, you asked the question. Will takeover events be a part of 2.0, NXT 2.0? We didn't know. Now we might know because of Russell Nomics, Brandon Thurston. He tweeted out last night, quote, tentative date for the first NXT 2.0 takeover is Sunday, December 5th, according to multiple sources. Have asked but couldn't confirm if takeover will continue to be the brand name. Now, here's the deal. I feel like if they feel like the, the, the shows could be up to a takeover level, by all means, use the name. If they feel like they're going to be different things, then go ahead and rebrand it. Because there's mm-hmm. an expectation uh, with the takeover name. And if they're unsure if they can meet that expectation, then go in a different direction. Do your own thing. Do your own Do thing. Do your own thing. Be new. Yeah. Be new. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know what, man? Sometimes it's like, hey, you know, uh, maybe if you want to appeal to the talent, say, listen, we're going to call this thing Takeover. You know this has. You guys have large shoes to fill. There are expectations so that just puts pressure on them. Go out there and kill it. It's still, you know, 2.0 is still bolstered by, I'm, I'm assuming somehow we're going to get, no, number one, we're going to get a Champa match. Yeah. And as we saw with the Champa versus Braun Breaker match, Champa can lead anybody, you know, with the training that Braun Breaker has to uh, a, a pretty decent match, a mm-hmm. match that tells a story. Um, is it Champa Gargano? No, it's not. And I understand that those expectations are there for uh, for NXT, for the TakeOver brand, but I don't think anybody going into this would expect a Gargano Champa. You know, we all know that this is a learning process, and maybe I, I'm, I'm fine if they branded it TakeOver, even though there are those expectations for the brand. At the same time, I can understand they want these kids to grow. They want them to get better. What better way than to say, hey, listen, the name takeover is is resting on you now. It's yours. Make something of it. Make, Make it, it your own. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. I understand that, you know, there's lofty goals. Takeover, it's, it's you know, it's a if they want to showcase what they have, you know, and people have sort of tuned out. Oh, there's a new takeover. You know, maybe they'll tune and be like, "What the hell is this?" Or maybe they'll tune and be like, "Hey, this is a cool direction." You know, I think there's there's sometimes, risk, there's reward. Sometimes, you know, there there's the appeal, there's curiosity when there's something new. So mm-hmm, yeah. you know, we get NXT 2.0. Oh, that's new. We saw the curiosity ratings went up for a spell. Mm-hmm. Now, if they are like, "All right, we were taking over before. Now we're whatever it is now. Certain new name here." You know. People yeah. be like, "Oh, okay, this is is a takeover. This is something new." Yeah, Let's take a go look. back to yeah. Call it's like a couple people here in uh, in chat have some ideas. What about what if you just call it Arrival? You there know? you go. Because that was that was that original takeover or one of the original takeover yeah. names. I think the original was just takeover. But yeah, there was Arrival and there was Rival. What if you go back to something like that? Yeah, there you go. Dodger says NXT start over. That's a good one too. There's plenty of great joke names. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I'd, I say go with it. Everybody knows the situation, you know. It's like when uh, when Fast and Furious went into space, you know. Well, you're not just talking about street races anymore. Now it's a new thing. Now they're going into space. It's been a while since they just did uh, street races, though. Yeah, it was. It's been, it's been a more. It's of a been transition. a building. It's been I, a building I think, to that point. 
I have never seen a single movie. I've I've never I've, seen I've one seen of those. I've seen all movies. the trailers though, so and I've heard what happens. I think I've seen most of those, and I think I understand. In this latest one, they went to space, and that was yes. the first time they did that. Yeah, but but I kind of feel like they've like jumped a car from one one uh, skyscraper to another. They've it's done. A bit they've more been than increasing. Yes, they've been oh, increasing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. the, 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 the believability of these stunts. So why not? Just- it's not like the, yeah, it's not like the leap from Rocky two to three, which was a quantum leap. I yeah. mean, that was massive. Yeah. He looked like a different person. He all of a sudden was like Hulk Hogan was in there. The, the A team guy was in there, man. Yeah. Anyways, raw was on last night. It raw was. happened. It did happen. What'd you think of raw? Last it was night? all right. I mean, uh, good. here's one thing. I'm acting like I didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're like, hey, fill me in on Raw, please. So, um, Raw? Here's the yeah, thing. Should I watch I, it? I don't know why. I, I know they got three hours to fill, but they got a lot of great wrestlers, so fill it with wrestling. So you're starting the show off with like a really a, a really cool match. You get a, yeah, right. a Raw Women's title bout, and yeah. if you start the show with the match, you get the yeah. crowd vested right away. Yeah. Why they take six minutes to, talk, to, to, to have people talk uh, rather than to start with the match? Because... They've been talking, Bianca and Becky have been talking. We know the stakes. We know the dynamic. Like, I don't really feel like anything new was added by having these interviews to start the show. Start with a really good match and get the crowd into it and the viewing audience into it. Well, what you just said is key. We need something. Every talking segment should have something new added to the equation. We watch the show. We know who these people are. We know their standard lines. We know everything they say already. Yeah. Unless there is a new story point, don't start with that. I mean, did they did they actually literally did start with a recap of Becky Bianca, I think. They did, but I mean that was unnecessary yeah. too. Uh, start with either the opening bell mm-hmm. or start with entrances. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need no, a I, dude. The open. My favorite is the opening bell. Yeah, that's my favorite one. It says they they fade in. It's five o'clock. We, we just watched the end, the last two minutes of what a Chicago police show yeah, whatever or something, it is. whatever it is, whatever they have, and then before. they fade in. Ding ding ding! The following contest. Whoa! We're getting a match now. Not just a match, well, a title match. Yeah, because like later on, later on when they had. The Becky follow-up interview, guess what? They introduced something new. Mm-hmm. Liv Morgan mm-hmm. stepped up. Oh, she's going to be the next guy, right? And so, yeah, I agree with you. That being said, killer opening match. Yeah, it was really Just good. a killer opening really match. It was really good. Really, really um, good. Let me ask you this really quick, because this is what I was thinking about. So, like, when they started this thing, and I... I hope I, I I'd like to think I'm not being Charlie Brown in the football right now, but that's sort of become my role, and I'm fine with that because I'm an optimistic guy. I don't know. It is is Becky Lynch is her heel turn akin to Steve Austin's heel turn back in the day in that she's doing entertaining stuff, but is it really going to service anybody? Like we thought heading into this at SummerSlam that it was going to be oh she's turning heel to elevate. Bianca, uh-huh. which makes sense. They went to the same brand. Makes sense that that's going to happen. I this didn't feel like a good like a blow off, but it felt like a blow off for now. Totally. It felt like totally. goodbye for now till we go back around because Survivor Series is coming up and you got to do the Becky versus uh, Charlotte thing, which yeah. is going to be weird. Um, 
and then maybe they'll maybe they're looking long game to to well make this go to WrestleMania. But there's always that thing that well, if they end up souring on Bianca, like I don't know why they just they have these two huge faces, right? The two biggest faces in the company, at very least of the women's division. I mean, Becky arguably was the biggest face of the company. Mm-hmm. Bianca was getting there. Why wouldn't you just split them up via brands? Because Sasha can be a very effective heel. Charlotte obviously is a very effective heel. Yes. Why wouldn't you have just brought Becky back in the, the you know, she's a face, keep her face, and then have her go to one of the shows and Bianca on the other show? And you've got the two biggest faces of the company. You don't need to have one of them go heel if everybody's just sort of waiting for her to go back to being face. Cause I feel like that's what the boos are so like hesitant. And I know she's trying to tell us that people are booing, but she's so damn entertaining. Yeah. I don't know if this is doing anybody any favors is my point. No, I, I understand that. It- Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done. Well, I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The one thing that Becky hasn't done really is is anything really dastardly. You know, in terms of, of, of her talk, yeah, she's a heel kind of. She's still really entertaining. But she's entertaining, yeah. She yeah. hasn't really done anything that's gonna generate like I feel like real heat from the audience. You know? She's 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 bended the rules or bent the rules to get a couple wins or a win like last night. Um but she really hasn't done anything like mean there's nothing vicious nothing vicious exactly that's the word i was looking for which might not be in line i mean she has explained her character and you can sort of read between the lines what they're getting at with her character i don't think her character needs to be a vicious person but if you're not going to go there you have to understand that she's still going to be entertaining the comedy stuff she does is great i mean it's kind of like seth rollins i know people boo him but that dude is entertaining yeah he is um well, and I was, think, I think hold, just remi- let me get this one point in real quick. Please. But I think you're going to be in a situation where 
you'll have a smattering of booze for Becky, but by and large, people would be entertained by our work because, like, she's 85, 80, 85 percent of what the Becky of what Becky Lynch was before she left. You know, mm-hmm. there's yeah. just a slight tweak, and maybe they think the the subtle approach to the story is a more effective way of doing it because I. I have a hard time believing this is the last time we're going to see Becky and Bianca in the ring. I would expect yeah, right. them to have another match at WrestleMania probably, and Bianca wins yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and maybe leading up to that, Becky will become more vicious. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But the, you yeah. run the problem, though, if that doesn't happen, where Becky is, is, is it continues on with this current iteration of her character, where, you know, she's just kind of snide, she's snarky. You know, she's arrogant. She's got a little bit of chip on her shoulder because the fans aren't fully behind her. But if that's the extent of it and she continues to be entertaining, well, guess what? The fans are going to get behind her. Yeah, another Charlie Brown football thing here. I do wonder if, I mean, if the plan from SummerSlam, if Vince was like, hey, you know what? Because I obviously, obviously they love Bianca. Mm-hmm. And the thing that Bianca has going for her as well, besides everything else, is she is WWE homegrown. And right now, especially, there's that push for like, hey, we want to have every moment captured on camera from the moment they step foot in the performance center so that when we do those retrospective packages, maybe leading up to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if the idea was, hey, she beat Sasha night one WrestleMania. That was a huge moment. Every, I mean, that was the match coming out of this last year's WrestleMania. Next year, she beats Becky in the main event night one mm-hmm. or even I mean, we all know Roman's going to be night two, but maybe Becky, Bianca, main events night two. Mm-hmm. Then you're making theoretically a massive star. But what you said is right. Becky's got in the lead up to that. Becky has to get vicious. That's something that Stone Cold, I don't remember ever actually doing. He was just really entertaining. And I know him and Triple H had the two-man power trip. But to me, that always, even though Austin was the world champion there, that always felt like it was driven by Triple H. Because mm-hmm. it was such a Triple H thing to do, get all the titles. Um, so I don't know. I was thinking about that last night. I was drawing some parallels. I mean, there's been obvious parallels drawn, you know, with the whole heel turn thing anyways. But, uh, but yeah, I hope that this leads to something big. Yeah. And and as of last night, I'm like, is it really actually I mean, leading think, anywhere big? I think I would think that's the plan is for something huge for Bianca, probably at Mania. That would be my expectation. But, you know, we're still five months away from that. Ways off from it. Yeah. A lot can change. Vince, as yeah. we know, is fickle. Yeah. You know, yeah. his whims lead him in various directions. So yeah. you got to hope that there is a plan in place. They see through on that plan. Yeah. Um, and and they have that huge moment for Bianca still. Yeah, and like Ronda still story beats lead to it. Yeah, Ronda's still out there, and we never did get her, and you Becky know, match with yeah. Becky. Yeah. yeah, and there's still five months for her to 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 train to get back, and you know, um, so I don't know. Just a thought I had. Uh, Maggie here in chat says, honestly, I feel like last night was a missed opportunity. Bianca should have got that title. I say it as you guys well know as a huge Becky Mark. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I was obviously pretty pessimistic. You and I in the in the uh, in the preview were saying, okay, how are they going to walk this finish, or are they going to do something in the opening match that'll lead to the main event? Yeah. Instead, the main event saw uh, Big E take on Kevin Owens, uh, who was making multiple, both of them during a promo segment, multiple insinuations about his impending uh, contract expiring. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and uh, and I'm I firmly believe that dude is going to go straight to his friends over there in AEW. But I guess maybe if WWE makes some sort of last minute push, uh, and and Kevin Owens, he's always had a good relationship with WWE, like a really good relationship with mm-hmm. WWE. Mm-hmm. But like it does sort of seem at this point that he's done largely. I mean, we both think that there's a lot more he could have done, oh, but within the context of understanding how WWE works, for the most part, I'm not so much. I'm not so sure how much they'd really feature him much well, if I he think, signed another three year deal. I think what he would, if it was a featured role, it'd be this role. You know, it would be uh, uh, in programs to put over the champions, and then you know, maybe, maybe, maybe another mid card. Uh, title run, maybe he'll form a tag team and get the tag belts and get the uh, NBA triple or Grand Slam champ. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, unless someone, unless sorry, unless someone could convince Vince to push Kevin Owens as a, a consistent main eventer, mm-hmm. th- this this kind of feels like what it's going to be. You know? Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, you know, like you, you know, if you're paid handsomely and and and. You know, you have your ambitions and your needs in life met with that situation. If that's what he wants to do, more power to him, you know. And his best friend is still there. Sami Zayn's still there. Maybe, yeah, maybe they'd, you know. Um, We've always heard, anyways, that they have sort of intentionally linked their careers together, even pre-WWE. But, but yeah, I don't know. So the the end of the show featured a moment where Seth Rollins, who had attempted to broker a deal between himself and and Kevin Owens, Uh, to sort of soften up Big E a little bit. If Seth Rollins helps Kevin Owens uh, win, then uh, Seth Rollins would, I guess, cash in his contract at some point. When he gets that title, he would uh, give that first opportunity to Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens being a good guy now, finish, uh, uh, see Seth Rollins get in a cheap shot while the ref wasn't looking. Kevin Owens did see it. Uh, and, uh, And as seemingly a little bit of apprehension about going for the pin, he goes for the pin, uh, and uh, and Biggie's able to roll him into a crucifix pin mm-hmm. for the win, mm-hmm. and is like, "Hey, what's going on here?" Number one, they have history. I know what you're all about. Yeah. Number two, you went for that pin. You saw what happened. Are you in cahoots? And Kevin Owens did his best to say, "Hey, I'm you know I'm a better person now. Yeah. I'm not that guy anymore." I loved it. Biggie dropped him with the big ending, yeah, anyways, I and like said, "I know who you are. Is this going to facilitate?" Perhaps for the last couple of months of his time in WWE, if that's the case, uh, Kevin Owens' uh, heel turn. It could. I mean, it, I, 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 Kevin Owens, I, I, and I wonder if it's largely uh, on his own, uh, by his own doing, has has had this ongoing story where he freely admits in the past he was an a-hole, not a good person. And he's kind of doing his redemption story now where he's trying to convince other people that he's not that same person. He has changed. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to make amends for the the misdeeds of his past, mm-hmm. and this is kind of you know one of the major ones that he hasn't had you know hasn't atoned for yet was turning mm-hmm. on the new day. Yeah, um, I know he had the feud with Kofi, but I mean the reason he linked up with the new day is because Big E got hurt, mm-hmm. and Big E himself couldn't be there uh, to 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 take it to Kevin Owens. Now he finally gets his opportunity. Um, you know, I guess they could do the heel turn with Kevin Owens, but I kind of like the idea of, of of him fighting this battle against Big E and maybe literally through the process of their matches, Big E comes to realize, okay, this isn't the same Kevin Owens who turned on my on my best friends, you know? Yeah. He's a different yeah, right. man now. 
Yeah. Um, you know, there, there, that could be a more interesting story than just, oh, you don't believe me, Biggie. I'm going to turn heel now so we could feud. That being said, I would expect the WWE to go with the latter of Kevin Owens turning heel because it's just it's the simpler, more basic story. We know about Bruce Pritchard. He likes very basic good mm-hmm. versus evil storylines. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I think that, you know, having Kevin Owens feuding with Big E to 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 get Biggie to try to get to Biggie to understand I'm not that guy anymore. You know, mm-hmm. I think that could be mm-hmm. interesting. I know. I think I think you're right, and I think there could also be some interesting. You know, the stuff that one thing that really stood out was what Seth Rollins had had told Kevin Owens. He says, "Yeah, just keep fighting. How does that work out for? How has that worked out for you? You know, I'll just keep on winning, and you can keep on doing whatever you want. Mm-hmm. That combined with. Big E saying, hey, I know what your true nature is. Maybe he's going to be like, yeah, that is my true nature. And I was a winner back when I was doing that stuff. Yeah. So that's that's going mean, to at least at least there would be some motivation there for him. And yeah. I do have trust in Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens has always been able to effectively. Um, you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Relate who his character is and what those motivations are, even if the creative behind him has been doing him a disservice. He, I always get the feeling that he always takes that extra step to say this is who I am and why this is who I am, as opposed to like in the in the matter of Damian Priest. Now he's a guy who's got the you know oh this guy's always been here. We've seen you for two years on TV now, and it's never come up. I know, I and know. now T Bar throws a chair at you, and this is going to be in every match. This is now part of your persona. That's not good character motivation there because it doesn't ring true. Yeah. At least Kevin Owens is always tried to make it ring true, which yeah. is something I've always loved about his character. Yeah, same, same. And, you know, hopefully he'll he'll be able to have enough sway, even in the kind of the waning days of his deal, that if he finds something to not be that interesting, that he can make it a bit more interesting, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Daniel Bryan was always the same way, yeah. and that's why I, I honestly think that that, along with, you know, he went out, now there's, you know, the Fightful Select is saying that the door is always open for Daniel Bryan, largely... Well, number one, he's Daniel Bryan, but also he went out in a way that had some people even questioning if he was going to leave because he was going over the top saying, hey, let's make sure, you know, Roman Reigns looks good on my way out. Um, He had that whole like, you know, thank you, the WWE thing on the way out. I get the feeling it'd be the same kind of thing with Kevin Owens. He seems like a a guy. He seems like a very down to earth guy, probably very, very professional. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, I could see him going all out trying to make Biggie look as as good as possible Agreed. if he is going to leave the company. Agreed. 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 All right, you want to get right into it? Yeah, let's dive into this. As you mentioned uh, prior to this uh, awesome match that kicked off the show, we had two interviews. First up, Bianca Belair, sort of you know I don't want to call it boilerplate, but it's getting there. She says you know she sees her mistakes as opportunities to make her stronger. She has no regrets about anything that happened at SummerSlam. Becky came back. She was like, oh, cool. I like Becky. And then 26 seconds later, all was gone. And I was sitting there wondering what the heck just happened. She says, Becky tries to downplay my accomplishments, but I'm used to people doing that. I always show up and show out, but there's no moment bigger 
for me than a match for the Raw Women's Championship. And then uh, Becky had an interview as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, said, uh, you know, she said the day after I gave birth, she was asked about, you know, hey, while you were pregnant, Bianca was earning her way to the top. And Becky says, well, yeah, because I wasn't here. I would have put a stop to that. So the day after I gave birth, I was already doing push-ups. People don't realize what it is to be me balancing this new life of mine and being champion. That's why there's been a lack of appreciation for me. I even hear some boos. But this motivates me, and it'll motivate me to beat Bianca once again. And then just a killer, like, 25-minute yeah, match. Last went through a couple different minutes. commercial breaks. Yeah, 20-some yeah. minutes. And, it was, yeah, it, it was really good. It was really good. Never let up. Uh, at one point, Becky hits a manhandle slam, but Bianca's too close to the ropes. Bianca gets her foot on the bottom rope and then rolls out of the ring. Becky's looking for a sliding drop kick. Bianca catches her, hits the reverse powerbomb on the announce table. She gets Becky back in the ring, covers. Becky kicks out. Bianca did a great job of, uh, uh, of showing the sense of urgency she had. And it seemed like every time she thought she had the match won, there would be like a brief moment where she'd start to panic a little bit, but then she'd calm herself back down. Yeah, right. There was yeah. this constant push and pull within her where, all right, she'd think this is it. It's not, oh, am I going to do? But then she, you know, like experience has has started, is, is, is informing her now, like we saw with her match against Sasha at WrestleMania. Okay, mm. this isn't working out. On to the next thing. Rather than I love sitting, when, yeah. stewing on it and, and, and being upset about, you know, that move not finishing the match. I, I really do wonder if that's something. You know, I always get excited when, when, when somebody in the women's division works with one of the horsewomen because they always come out of it better. Like, you can take this all the way, you can take this back years. They always come out of it better. Mm-hmm. And I love that Bianca is now getting to tell this story over the span of years where you can see it in matches, her learning that experience really paying mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. I, you got to love that stuff. Yeah, you do. You do. Uh, so then Bianca hits a glam slam. That gets her a two. She goes up top, uh, looks for a splash. Becky evades that. Uh, Bianca catches a kick from Becky looking for a KOD. And she's trying to pull Becky away from the ropes. But Becky's holding on. And so they're kind of battling there for a bit. And then as Bianca pulls Becky away from the ropes, Becky grabs uh, the top turnbuckle, yanks it off. So the, co- the corner is exposed. So then Becky escapes the KOD, pushes Bianca into the exposed turnbuckle, and then rolls her up with a handful of tights to get the three count. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really good stuff. Um, after that, we had a Rey Mysterio with Dom interview. He's got a match with Austin Theory coming up, and he talks about Theory being talented but disrespectful. He's like, but I love how my son stepped to him last week. And then Theory comes in and says, he says, you know what, Ray, you're my hero. You are my hero, but it sucks. I didn't get to take a selfie with you last week, but I will tonight after I beat you like I beat your son last week. And Ray says, you know, lots of people try to make their name beating me, but those names have faded away while the name Mysterio shines strong. And then we had that match next, Ray Mysterio versus Austin Theory. Uh, they Ray and Dom just need to stay away from each other. They really do. They're uh, the war. They have the worst they have like timing zero and chemistry. chemistry. No chemistry. You know, these refs will be staring straight at a possible disqualification. I watched this twice. That ref was not watching when Dom slapped Austin Theory there at the end of this match. So, like, Theory goes to the outside. He gives Dom some some guff, and uh, he ends up getting back in, gets set up for a 619. Ray has him basically, you know, beat. We have the match one. He, yeah, he hits the 619, a frog splash, and he covers Theory. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the ref is like, hey, wait. You you, you punched him. That's a DQ. It's like, you weren't even paying attention. 
And it didn't alter anything anyway. Not that much, no. That was ridiculous. Ridiculous. It was, you know, they got to further this, 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 these issues between Ray and Dom, I guess. Yeah, they just need a man. Can can I really liked right before the draft where that was headed with Sami Zayn, you know, threatening to take Dom under his wing, and then I know they get drafted oh. raw now. It's just spinning they should, wheels. Hey, They're not the same page. Can they coexist? Essentially, you know what would be cool if Austin Theory took Dom under his wing. That'd be right. That, that he was the the John Gargano mm-hmm. for Dom. He's like, hey, we're the same age, and look at me, and look at you. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Anyway, so yeah, a ref calls the DQ. Says Dom, you punched Austin Theory. I didn't even think he saw it though. Uh, after that, we had a Seth Rollins promo. Um, and he's you know, hyping up that he won the ladder match last week. He's got an opportunity for WB title now with that contract. Says it feels good. This is his show. He was drafted here to be the face of Monday nights. The only thing missing is WB title around his waist, but this contract basically guarantees I'll be next champion. Big E comes out. Says last week I came to congratulate you for winning the ladder match, but instead of shaking my hand like a normal man, you laughed in my face. And then he left. Uh, like he was the Pink Panther or something. Um, says it bothered him a little bit, so he spoke to his aunt, and she said, don't let that man bother you. There's something wrong with his mind. So Seth says, oh, I remember it differently. I came out and challenged you for a title match, and uh, and then you told me that I had to earn it. And then after Seth won the contract, Seth came to shake his hand, and Big E didn't accept it. Says, uh, Big E, you're a fine champion, with quality wins over Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre. And, you know, I'm a fan of a good money the bank cash in. I hate to be the one who breaks it to you, but you're not on my level. No disrespect. Sooner or later, they'll fight for the title, and Seth will win. He says, Big E doesn't want the responsibility of being champ anyways. Says He says, I'll beat you for the title, and you can go back to being a joke with your friends. He calls Oof. Xavier Woods a joke. He says, Oof. Kofi Mania turned into a joke. Oh, that one rubbed Biggie the wrong way, man. He says, I'll be damned if I'm going to stand here and let you disrespect Kofi Mania. He was like, it was one of the biggest moments in WWE history. He said, but what I will do, why don't we do this, Seth? How about Biggie versus Seth for the WWE title tonight? Crowd starts going crazy. Ron's like, whoa, 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 slow it down, back it up. He's like, think about this. You people don't actually want to see that. Come on, crowd cheers for it. He says, of course you do. Y'all know I'm not 100% after that ladder match last week and hell in a cell before that. I'm not falling for that. We're going to do it on my terms. So Kevin Owens comes out and he says, uh, he says, you know, I hear Seth calling himself the face of Raw. You're delusional. I've heard Bianca say tonight that she's the face of Raw. Becky said the same thing. But what about my face? I want to be considered that my face should be considered the face of Raw. He says, last week, Seth, you won the number one contender match. But sorry to burst your bubble. People weren't talking about you. They were talking about me and my performance. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Every time I step between these ropes, I leave everything I have in that ring. Hasn't worked out for me in a while, but when I tell people to keep fighting, I mean it for myself. Every time I fall, I'll dust myself off and show up and keep fighting. He says, whether it's for three more months, eh, 
or three more years. It doesn't matter. Every time I will give the WWE Universe something to remember. He says, Seth, if you're not going to fight, get out because me and Big E can give these people something to remember. And Big E says, there can only be one face of Raw. This isn't Mount Rushmore, eh? Ah. 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 Mount Rushmore, eh? He says, you're on. And uh, so people are going crazy. So it was really a match for the title of the face of Raw. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had Zelina Vega and Carmella backstage. They were like complimenting each other on the crowns and their masks. Uh, Rhea and Nikki ASH step up to him. And uh, Zelina asked Nikki, hey, where'd you get your mask from? And Nikki says, I made it uh, to show uh, people that they can be whoever they want to be. And then Vega says, oh, I admire that. And then her and Carmella walk away. Then she starts talking trash, says the mask is ugly. Nikki and Rhea catch up. Rhea says, I heard what you said, and I'm not going to let uh, Zelina, your pettiness hurt Nikki's feelings. And then Vega says, well, is that a threat? Rhea says, maybe it is. And Carmella says, we're not going to be threatened by women who are beneath us. And Nikki says, well, if the tag champs are beneath you, you'll have no problem facing us tonight. And Zelina and Carmel accept that match happens next. So their plan worked. Let's find two people so we can get a division going here because there's no women's tag division thing. I love this, too, because Zelina was using her British accent when she was being fake. <laughs> and then when she kept it real, she's like, oh, my God, look at that, man. She like dropped the, the mm-hmm. fake accent to mm-hmm. talk shit. I thought that was pretty funny. I like that's a good use of the accent. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that match happened next. Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley versus Queen Zelina Vega and Carmella. And uh, and the bad guys got the win here. Of course, this was, I don't know if it was technically, they called it a championship. It doesn't really matter. It, it was in spirit. Yeah. I now mean, now, now yeah. Zelina and Carmella may or may not get a title shot. Maybe they earned themselves well, yeah. an official championship contender match. Yes, I don't that's know. exactly right. It's so that's frustrating. Exactly like, right. hey, we want to motivate a feud between champions and contenders. Well, how do we do that? Let's have the contenders beat the champions in a non-title match and then not learn to my title opportunity. I'm so tired of it. It's so formulaic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, have, have, like the ladder match. Uh, for oh, the- Mikhail says they did call it that. Oh, they called God. it a championship contender match. Ugh. I didn't notice it on the graphic or not. Maybe a commentary just called There should it that. be other ways to find number one contenders for these titles other than just having championship contender matches. It's tiresome. They're not even a real team. I mean, they probably will be now. Well, I mean, at least at least Carmella and Zelina have had some sort of loose alliance for a few months. So this could be the entirety plus Bianca of Team Raw. Mm-hmm. Can they? The ultimate, the entire thing needs to be. All the Survivor Series teams need to be. Can they coexist? Yeah. Teams. Yeah. I mean, that's generally what they are. Anyways, yeah, it is. But, they, but they're really going to lean into story. it this year. <laughs> that that last, was it last year or the year before where a uh, uh, Riddle AJ was the captain and Riddle gave everybody names. It was yeah. last year. I think it's two. Boy, years that before. was funny. That was great. That was so good. That was great. Um, and he to this day he still calls AJ Skipper. It's I know, awesome. So good. Uh, so after that, so uh, Zelina picks up the win. Uh, she hits uh, Nikki with code red. Uh, after that, we get uh, Big E backstage. Alpha Academy walk up to him. Uh, Chad Gable makes the case that he can help Big E. Uh, he says, you don't have what it takes to be the face of Raw. Not yet, but I can help you with that. And Big E says, well, if your plan is to make... Uh, me into a walking thumb like you did with Otis. No thanks. <laughs> and then Gable says, no, I just got my master's degree. I graduated valedictorian to my class. And look what I did to Otis. I made him a focused competitor, not an entertainer. 
and I could do the same for you, uh, but now you'll just be a footnote when Raw becomes Monday Night Rollins again. Uh, and then he asks uh, Big E if he wants to see what if he wants to see what he can do. Watch him tonight versus Finn Balor, and he leaves. And then Otis steps up to uh, to Big E, uh, and then and then he leaves too. Shout out to Chad Gable. It's a hell of an accomplishment. Masters 4.0, valedictorian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That dude's got it all going for yeah. him. Uh, except uh, in this match here. Uh, killer match, though. Just a really stellar match mm-hmm. between uh, Finn Balor and, and, and Gable. Uh, Finn gets the knees up on a moonsault attempt. Tries to go up for a coup de grace, but his legs are so busted, it's hard to do that. Gable goes up uh, and counters with like a superplex. Finn rolls through, though, for like an inside cradle for the win. Uh, over Gable, so really good stuff here. Yeah, sound match, good match. Uh, after that, we have Matt Riddle backstage. Dirty Dogs walk up to him. They Dolph says, "Hey, we've been looking for you." Riddle goes on about how much he loves dogs. Asks if if they have dog spirit animals. They are obviously confused and unimpressed. Rude says, "Enough." Uh, Dolph starts talking about their match against Street Profits tonight. Says, uh, "You and Orton will be on commentary. You need to pay attention. Last week was a fluke." Uh, they had already wrestled previously that night, and Rude says, now we have a week to recover. We're going to beat the Street Profits, and then uh, Riddle Norton, you can kiss those titles goodbye. Yeah, and then we had that match, uh, which was really fun. It was really good stuff. It was just the very end of it was thoroughly jarring. It was so confusing. Yeah. So, like, yeah. uh, the Profits basically have this one towards the finish, Ford hits like sort of a tope onto the dirty dogs. Uh, that awesome, you know, oh, it goes over the ring post, does. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. So he gets Dolph back in the ring trying to hit a splash. He starts to go up. Amos's music hits. Amos comes out. He's followed by a bunch of refs and producers trying to get him to back the fuck off. And so uh, meanwhile, as we're seeing that, Dolph, I think, hits a super kick on Ford mm-hmm. and pins him, gets the win. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, uh, Dawkins comes down there to attack Amos for the distraction. Amos throws him aside. Ford tries a fun splash. Amos throws him aside, throws him into the barricade. Uh, Riddle and Orton, by the way, number one, that crowd was so into Riddle last night. Huge into Riddle. Uh, and I've heard that anecdotally too on Twitter that in the arena, people just love Riddle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so him and Randy were having a good time on commentary and Riddle's like, all right, man, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go. And Randy's like, no, don't go over the don't get. He's like, I'm going to do it here. Hold my stuff. He goes, Randy tries to stop him. Riddle goes over there. He gets his ass handed to him by a moss too. And Randy, Orton's over there. he's like, oh, he starts get, getting himself geeked out. He's like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, he takes off his hoodie and the commentary's like, oh, he's going to go do it. He's going to go do it. And then we get a recap package of Damian Priest. And I was like, whoa, what the hell happened there? That didn't look like, technically speaking, a glitch. But, like, I thought that my DVR skipped ahead or something. I missed this. So I rewound it. And then I was, no. that No. There that's was nothing was, wrong with that's it. That was written in the show. Yeah. I mean, I saw people talking about it on Twitter before I started watching it. And you know, we've seen this happen before where they'll they'll tease a brawl. They'll go to commercial. come back. And, you know, the ringside area has been cleared. I don't think they've done it where they just continued the show. And by the time they show that brief recap package, they have a Damian Priest interview, uh, and he has this match next. There's no commercial break in between. Yeah, right. Whatever happened ringside has been cleared. So we had this Priest interview. It wasn't long. He pretty much just explains why he has, like, you know, like a mean side in him now. He says, that side's no, already it's been, always been, been there. there. I try to keep that Damian Priest at bay because if I don't, someone gets hurt. He says, I had no problem with T-Bar until he threw a chair at my face. You want to throw hands? Cool. 
But if you disrespect me, that's when the dark side comes out. But tonight, hey, we're having a no DQ match. Uh, T-Bar will get very acquainted with the Damien in me. Now, so that's the thing now. You're gonna get, it's like the Hulk. It's like Banner and the Hulk or Jekyll and Hyde or whatever. I just kind of it was like two years we haven't we've been seeing this guy and he's great he's phenomenal this match was awesome it was fun it was a lot of fun this was so brutal another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help for your financial to dos Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or twenty four seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This was a ton of fun. We got that old school T-bar Jack wrestling going on with cool shit going on. But, uh, but yeah, I don't really, I'll be honest with you. I don't necessarily care. It's just a tad on the lazy side. Like they didn't really hint at it at all. They didn't really. And then, yeah, the Damien and me, it's kind of, it's just a cheesy catch. It doesn't really make sense. Um, I mean, I get Damien, the devil priest, Yeah, but it's like somebody just had this revelation. Hey, his name is Damien priest. It's like a contradiction. It's you know, it's, it's contrapuntal. It's the the it's, you got duality of duality of man. Yeah. And then you got you got the priest, yeah. the bad guy and the good guy. Maybe this is what this is what he was always supposed to be doing, but then they got sidetracked with the archer infamy thing, which made no sense, anyways. That um, didn't make any sense. Didn't make any sense. Like I always thought he was supposed to be a vampire. He wanted to live forever. It's a vampire. Thing. It's a vampire. He likes the party. Yeah, he likes party nighttime. Vampire. It's like, like a blade, like a blade side quest villain. Exactly. You know, he's like a he goes to the club because I know there's a scene in Blade where he goes to a club. Yeah, there is. There is. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I don't mind them getting away from all that because it really didn't make much sense anyway. <laughs> this is actually fitting with its name. I, in theory, I like the idea, but yeah, just to bring it up it's out of nowhere. He was so casual about it. That's ah, always been there. I just don't really like to bust it out all that often. But then somebody threw a chair at me. I'm like, what? In two years, that's been the most disrespectful thing anybody's done to you? They threw a, a chair at you? I believe in that. All right. <laughs> Jonah says it's like the very first scene. <laughs> Yeah, I think it is the first of, scene. Of like yeah. the first movie? Or I think did, so, yeah. he had, did he go in the second movie? Did he, Could somebody tell me, did he go in both? I know there was a third one. Did he go in a, a club in two of the three movies? Anyways, this was great. It was so brutal. At one point, Priest gets caught in the ropes, and T-Bar just goes to town with his kendo stick on his midsection. Mm-hmm. Just destroys the kendo stick on uh, Damien Priest uh, on his midsection. Priest snaps. Destroys a chair over TV, just annihilates him with chair shots. And then uh, they had previously set up a table on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, a priest chokeslams him from the apron through the table. And that table just explodes. It just uh, turns definitely, to dust. Definitely gimmick that table. The hell of this barely had any gimmick. It just went blip. Yep. Yep. It was all give, rather. Um, so priest muscles T bar back into the ring, gets him up. It, the, the the idea is he didn't need to give him this reckoning because like he was just dead weight he could have just pinned him but he decided to give and uh, mm-hmm. give the reckoning to mm-hmm. him anyways mm-hmm. and then afterwards uh apollo <laughs> cruz and commander aziz they walk out to the ramp uh cruz introduces himself and aziz to priest and says they have come to breathe new life into raw he tells damien that they will be acquainting get acquainted sorry soon enough uh and he'll have the privilege 
uh, Damien will have the privilege of losing the U.S. title to him. Yeah, I, I like I, I love Apollo. He gives everything he has mm-hmm. into every time he has mm-hmm. a promo. I hope this works out for him. I wouldn't mind seeing him as U.S. champion. Uh, after that, we had oh god, waste of time. The way I, this stuff, man. So Morrison's backstage. One of the most talented dudes on the roster has been for twenty years. Ever since, whenever he's in WWE, he's always one of the most talented guys. But he's doing the Zen thing. Reggie said, maybe it's good for him. Maybe he gets to rest up his body a little bit. And then I'll have another killer run. I don't know. Anyways, uh, he's back there. Reggie sees him. He's like, how's your search for your chi going? And he's, he's close to it. And Reggie's like, oh, I don't know what that means, but congratulations. Then, of course, uh, uh, Truth attacks him. The rest of the 24 division comes in. He flips all over the place. He leaves, and then everybody blames everybody for not getting him. It's just a massive waste of time. Yeah. Uh, then we get a Becky Lynch interview. Uh, she was asked about, you know, essentially cheating the win. She says, no, I just used whatever was available to me, even though I tore the house down tonight. Half the audience was booing me. And you know why? Because they're fickle. They were they're the same fickle. people who were cheering me on my rise, and now they can't relate to me now because they don't know what it's like to be successful. There is nothing wrong with doing whatever it takes to stay champion. She proved tonight that Bianca is over her head while I, Becky, am in a league of my own. So it's time for Bianca to get to the back of the line and make way for somebody new to come in. In walks Liv Morgan. She steps up to Becky. Becky just leaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, backstage, Seth Rollins comes up to Kevin Owens and says, hey, I want to make a deal. Do. He says, I go out there tonight, help you get the W. When I get the title from Big E, you get the first shot. And Kevin Owens is for his very mocking, like, oh, my gosh, that's such a great idea. Wow, me. He says, I got to tell you. He says, you want to come out there and see in person why I should be the face of Raw? That's your business. But if you think for a second about trying to interject yourself in this stupid suit of yours into my business, then it becomes my business. And I don't think you'll like how I handle my business. Seth says, yeah, how does this keep fighting work out for you, man? You keep fighting. I'll keep winning. And I love that Seth Rollins, number one, his suit looked like the set of Match Game 76. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was great. And I love that schematically, like the color scheme was was the same as the the gear that Big E's been wearing. And I thought about it. I'm like, when Seth was was feuding with Edge, Edge's colors are typically like uh, uh, black, white, and red. Mm-hmm. I seem to remember a lot of that scheme when when – and I wonder, I'd like to go back and see – if that was, if there was some sort of rhyme or reason to yeah. that, because yeah. this was very like you look at the, the color scheme was exactly yeah, yeah, the same yeah, yeah. as uh, as Big E's, and I wonder if week was, to week if we're gonna get maybe some like you know some New Day inspired color schemes on Seth Rollins, some teals, pinks, purples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be interesting to see. Yeah, it would, it would. Uh, then we had our main event: Big E versus Kevin Owens. Uh, early on, they're kind of talking trash to each other. State in their case why they should be the face to Raw. Uh, at one point, Big E goes for a big ending. Uh, Owens counters with the Scorpion Death Drop, gets a two. Uh, shortly thereafter, Owens goes for Stunner. Uh, Big E escapes that. Owens then low bridges him out of the ring. Uh, Big E trips up Owens, misses an apron splash, and then uh, Owens follows with a cannonball off the apron, sent on the floor. And then Seth Rollins comes down to ringside to take the rest of the match in. Uh, down to the, the finish. Um, uh, Big E puts Kevin Owens on the top rope Owens fights him off Goes for another swanton He he had hit one previously Big E gets his knees up uh, Big E hits the apron spear to the floor 
He's looking for a big ending. Owens escapes that, pushes Big E into the corner, and when Big E kind of rebounds back towards the ring, Owens is kind of running towards him, so they kind of knock heads. Mm, um, yeah. And the ref goes to check on Big E first, and then he goes checks on Kevin Owens. And while he's checking on Owens, Seth comes over, punches uh, Big E, and then Kevin Owens sees Big E laid out and hesitates, and then go- goes over, covers Big E kicks out right into a crucifix pin to get the win. Then afterwards, Big E is giving Kevin Owens all sorts of crap. It's like, you saw him hit me. Uh, it, 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 Kevin Owens grabs a mic and says, no, I didn't see it. He's he's contrite. He's apologizing. He says, it's all your fault, Seth. And he says, I bet you think this is real funny. How about this? Let's have a match next week. And then again, Kevin Owens apologizes to Big E some more. Uh, Big E says, I don't care. And then Owens puts his hand on Big E's shoulder, tells him he's truly sorry, and that's when E hits him with a big ending. And then as uh, Owens is selling it, uh, Big E just says, I know who you are. Mm, I know who you are. Yeah, that was good stuff. It is good. That was good stuff. Um, So, yeah, be interesting to see how all that plays out. If we can please load up some questions here in the Twitch chat, because if I'm not mistaken, I forgot to put a Patreon to it. Whoops. So uh, here's the first question from MF Steve here. Yeah. Uh, Are you guys doing a watch along for NXT 2.0 tonight? Uh, Me and the Enforcer are, Ah. I hope, over at MF Steve here, but I won't obligate you to do it unless you you really want to. But I got like 30 subs over at that channel. I got to do something with it. Oh, there you go. No, I'll probably going to hang out with the family tonight. Okay, that's I figured as much. If you want to stop on, if you want to stop by at MS, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see, that. we'll see, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. You know the Zoom link. I'll keep it open. Yeah, I know the deal. Uh, Nikhil says, uh, "Why does WB have a really hard time at booking strong baby faces and new competitors to challenge for the titles held by a long reigning heel champ?" <sighs> the WB does not have does not know how to book uh, uh, interesting. Let me backtrack a bit. For the most part, WWE mm-hmm. has a hard time booking mm-hmm. good, interesting babyface characters, especially main eventers. Now, Bianca, she's doing great work. I think Drew McIntyre, for the most part, when he had the title, was doing great work. I think now Big E, since he's won the belt, has been doing really good work. But I think for the most part, over the last few years, it's a, they've had a hard time doing that. Yeah. Consistently. A, yeah. I, I just, you know, that, that old school philosophy of it's, you know, the money's in the chase. Like we've heard that a million times and we've even talked about how fairly recently about how stone cold was always just more interesting when he was. And that's why back then they had such talent. They had such a good mm-hmm. rotation of characters. You know, I, I forget if it was three weeks or three months that he had that first title and then it was it was off to the to Kane long, and, yeah. and the Undertaker. Yeah. yeah. And so then he had to chase them and then they gave it to, you know, uh Mankind or The Rock or Triple H or whatever. And so he had to constantly be chasing that thing because it was just it's you know, it's more interesting for them um to to be able to book that way. I'm sure there are plenty of interesting ways you can book um a good guy champion. Well, I think also too, back in those days, they did a decent job, creative did of Continually upping the odds against Stone Cold. Mm-hmm, yeah, you know, right. first it was Vince, and then it was Kane. Then it was Kane and Undertaker, maybe, and then they all kind of aligned together. You know, and then you had mm-hmm. by the time the corporate ministry came around, you had Triple H, Undertaker, and mm-hmm, yeah. The Rock all in the same faction against mm-hmm. Stone Cold. 
those are pretty steep odds to overcome, yeah, sure. you know? Yeah. 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 And I do, I feel like since I'm trying to remember like who, t- yeah, Roman took that title off of him. I'm trying to, because like Seth was the authority guy, but like that's, you know, he cashed in and it was like the whole Roman thing. It's been a while since they've had like a real solid baby face champion with like any sort of compelling story. I mean, I guess Becky was champion and she was a baby face and, and yeah, I, they did a pretty good job with her, but, uh, but yeah, they just need to, cause otherwise it's going to be the ratings are just going to sort of flounder even after football's done and they'll, they're going to try. I mean, they might try a thing where they give it to Seth. They, they have Seth. I, I kind of, part of me thinks that Seth is going to take that title off Big E after Survivor Series at some point. Or maybe it'll they'll do a, a Bloodline versus New Day. They'll do uh, the uh, Roman versus Big E. And through shenanigans, of course, Roman wins. And then Seth comes out with that contract, and they basically treat the contract like money in the bank. I mean, they did it that with a contract with NXT 2.0. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't they do something like that yeah, on his terms? He, you know, stomps Big E, gets the win and the title, and then it doesn't go back to Big E. It goes to Edge when he comes back. I could see them trying to do that because there isn't that one dominant face on the show. Um, they're they're. It wouldn't shock me if they if they maybe hot potatoed that a little it's bit. Entirely possible. Well, while I'm yeah. thinking about it, you want to do a quick NXT preview for tonight? There's three. Yeah, what's going on tonight? So uh, Carmelo and Trick are going to be taking on Gargano and Loomis in a tag team oh, yeah. bout. That's uh, Von Wagner and Kyle O'Reilly mm. will be uh, taking on Legado del Fantasma. Von Wagner, and then Cameron Grimes and uh, is. Plans on betting it all in Duke Hudson's poker room. That might be entertaining. That might be entertaining. That might be entertaining. Uh, Night by Night asks, which Raw superstar would you invite to join you in watching some reruns of the classic television show Dynasty? Have you ever seen one episode of Dynasty? I was more of a Dallas guy back then. I didn't really watch either of them because they they weren't Knight Rider. Um, well, to be fair, nothing really was. So, I mean, I've seen more Dallas and dynasty probably, but, uh, Hmm. Isn't it crazy how kit was like, he had like some form of sentience that was messed. That was really messed up when you think about it. And then do you remember the evil Knight Rider car mm-hmm. had like the yellow thing, the light on yeah, it? Yeah. What was his name? That I don't remember. Car. I think it was K A R R. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was Car. Yeah. Night by night, as it. It was Car. <laughs> remember when Knight Rider had Turbo Boost? Yeah. It was like, like it was just like, it was like in the later seasons, I think. That was so this, cool. This is, I, I, I'd have like a second and third generation wrestlers because they're wrestling dynasties. Watch Dynasty. Oh, that's good. Together. That's good. Orton McGillicuddy. Is he still with the company? No, he's not. What's he? Braun Breaker. Yeah, Braun Breaker. I want to watch TV. I want to work out. Get jet. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, Dynasty. I never watched a lick of Dynasty. I've seen a little bit. Yeah, I was a big fan of J.R. Ewing. Now I hate that type of person, but man, he was he was a good heel. Uh, White Brownie. He was a heel who made good points. Uh, if Bianca isn't the one to take title off Becky. 
who would you guys have taken off her? It has to. It just in the same way that Hangman is the guy to take it off Kenny Omega. It at this point it has to be Bianca. All right, but it can't be. It can't be. It just can't be, Steve. Who's it going to be? I'd, I'd have. I'd keep the belt high profile and have it be uh, Ronda Rousey. If it's somebody on the roster now, I guess it would be Liv Morgan. I guess people really like her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess. But it, it to keep that title prestigious, Ronda. That's what I would do. It has to be Bianca, though. It has to be. It's got to be Bianca. It has to be. Uh, White Brownie, if you could take two tag teams from 2.0 and add both to SmackDown and Raw, who would that be? It'd be MSK. They're not champions anymore. And Grizzled Young Veterans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What about 2.0 teams? Like oh, actual two point teams like two point two point teams. Okay, like you got Von Wagner and you got Kyle O'Reilly. I would consider that a two point team. Yeah, I guess because so. it's been if there's one two point guy. I was formed in the two point era. Sure, you got uh, the Jensen and Briggs and Stratton. Yeah, uh, you've got Creed brothers. Yeah, Creeds. You got the Creeds, and I guess in a way they're they might do Gacy and Har- Har- Harland. Harland. I guess it's those guys. I guess it'd be it'd be the the Creed brothers. I'd I'd go with uh, I'd go with Gacy and Harland. Let them tell that story on main roster. Oh, Carmelo and Trick. Oh yeah, those are the dudes. Oh, Kushida Kushida and Jiro. Yes, good. Yeah. Good. Uh, Enforcer says, "Is Logan Roy just a media mogul, Vince McMahon?" I imagine there's quite a few similarities. Um. Wait. What's the question? Enforcers asking: Is Logan Roy just a media mogul, Vince McMahon? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. there's similarities for sure. I like yeah. that Enforcers all in on Succession now. It's such a great. show. Oh, it's awesome watching him get to experience this journey. Enforcer, are you at Bore on the Floor yet? That's the best. That's the Bore on the Floor. That's the best. We should do some. Uh, you know, what I should do hmm. do some Succession bootleg merch. Get a shot of uh, Kendall in his rap attire, uh-huh. and then do like an old school '90s rap album. That'd be good, like with the like the money font stuff, yeah. like the gold. Yeah, yeah that'd be yeah. good. Well, it forces up to episode nine of season one. Ooh, ooh. Bore on the floor. Uh, Frederick said, "Curtis Axel basically admitted he's just going on a prolonged vacation after his release to spend time with his family. That's awesome. Good yeah, for him. If you make all that money, go enjoy. Uh, yeah, go enjoy it. Absolutely, absolutely." Uh, all right. Anyways, that's going to do it for us, I believe. How much time we get? We'll get on time. We're good. We're good. All right. Cool. Anyways, thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Twitch chat. Stick around. We'll hang out for a little bit. Yeah. Till next time. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.